Boomcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Boomcast. We got another exciting episode for you today. Uh, I'm your host, Storm. I got my co-host, Evil, here. And we got a special guest on the show. We got Mr. Saul Garza himself. He is the owner of 3KG. Uh, he is the GM as well. And he is one of the top dudes in the COD AM scene as far as knowledge, as far as uh, knowing what's up. So, Saul, what's going on, man? Pleasure to have you here today. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Uh, excited to be on here, and um, hopefully we can. Hopefully, I can drop some gems for the people listening. Yeah, some breadcrumbs of knowledge. Exactly. Yes, sir. There's a lot of people uh, in our following that uh, are going to appreciate this episode and appreciate your knowledge for sure. Uh, just real quick before we get into stuff, just some chit chat around the CDL. Uh, I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on the matches played yesterday and uh, what we got coming up today. Who are you guys looking out for? Um, I think, uh, I mean, the matches have been pretty good. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in the 100, in the 100 Thieves. Um, but other than that, everything went pretty much to what I thought was going to happen. Um, I was, um, I, I kind of thought uh, the Legion were going to upset. They're not really upset, but beat, uh, beat Florida because, you know, Florida hasn't really been performing at the level we expected them to. Yeah. But, um, Overall, yeah, I think I think they've been going pretty well. I mean, the teams that are the teams that have been winning, other than Hunter Thieves, the teams that have been winning, we kind of expected to win. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've liked them so far. Right on. And uh, who we got today? We got LA Thieves, and is it no? Sorry, we got Dallas and Optic, and we got Phase and LAG. Yeah, yeah. Optic got- and Dallas, I think, is starting like right now. Uh, I think it's at four thirty. Is it four thirty Eastern? 3:30? I think it was three thirty CST. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take Dallas on that first one. Dallas, yeah. 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 I just think that um I think they, you know, obviously in the beginning of the year they weren't you know, well it is the beginning of the year, but they haven't been playing at the level we expected them to. They're still winning, but it's like they're barely winning, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that they're starting to especially all this shit would happen with like Hastro and stuff. I think they're they're, they're all hungry. Start, yeah, they're all yeah. going to start really turning it on. And I think it, I think they're going to be, you know, they are one of the better teams, but I think they're going to be right up there with FaZe. Um, and uh, I think uh, with uh, with Optic, it's like uh, we're expecting them to win this just because they've, they've, been, pl- they've been playing you yeah, know, all been pretty playing well, consistent. Very well. Yeah, they've been playing consistent. And, uh, you know, their S&D seems like it's starting to catch a little bit. But uh, I think, I think I, just, I just think that uh, um, Dallas is going to, gonna take that just off of they, they're starting to get a little more momentum and i think i think maybe optics gonna kind of over over overlook them a little bit mm-hmm. you know because they have so much you know momentum and stuff so i'm gonna go with uh dallas on that one and then uh yeah. phase and lag oh, i got phase on that one for sure I, I, I think phase is by far not by far but they're top team they're right bad, now yeah they're the top team they're they're the ones to beat as far as um you know they they've showed a lot um They've shown that they're an overall a good team. They're not just a bunch of crackheads. They're a, they're an actual team. You know, they they've won a couple um, matches coming from behind. So it shows that they're not you know easily yeah, easily speed. rattled. Yeah, they're they're a legit team. They're not just going to be hot for the moment and then fizzle away. I think they're I think they're the by far the best team in the game. I think one of the main factors kind of coming into the way like some of these uh, teams that didn't do so well last year that doing well this year is the actual format of it. You know, I mean, being being in the Call of Duty scene quite a bit, 
you can see a team in a tournament just start catching momentum and they're just playing back to back to back to back games. Yeah. That kind of kind of feeds into the historically, in my opinion, feeds into success in, in Call of Duty tournaments is the ability for a team to kind of get hot and stay on that momentum versus now you got to match, you know, you got one series a day over the course of, you know, a week or two. Like, I think that kind of you're either coming in hot or you're not. And some teams, they kind of require that that warm up period, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think we were missing that last year, especially um, with the, you know, the kind of weird formats they had at the beginning of the year and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it d- definitely, it started, it started to feel like, like the MLG days, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it to keep heading that way. It's funny when, when lands come back. It's funny. Uh, I think it was the pregame show yesterday. Uh, Scump had mentioned in the pregame show that he wasn't a huge fan of the uh, super week. He preferred yeah. it being like, you know, that one or two matches kind of a week thing or. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 as a fan, as a, as a spectator and a fan, you know, I think it was nice to be able to come home from work and there was a, a match. Like that was nice. Like I really. Not every day. It, yeah. You know what it felt, you know what it felt like? It felt like, uh, like when the NCAA tournament's going on. Yeah. Like come home and, yeah, exactly. There's games yeah. on. It's like, you can relax, chill and watch some watch some games. That's what it felt like. And I thought about that. I'm like, that would be nice if it was, you know, just like the NBA and, you know, when the NBA season is going on, it's like every night there's a game on you can watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it, I think that, I mean, it doesn't hurt the more product you put out as much as possible. The, the you know, the better chance you, if you have of getting the casual person who just plays COD, you know, just for fun to see like, mm-hmm. what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me check it out. You, you got a better chance of, of, of getting that random person. Um, instead of just, you know, cause when they do, when they, when they do these events, um, these major events, um, it's like, you really have to be involved. You have to be really a, a big fan of competitive call of duty to know when these majors are right. Mm-hmm. Um, even me, I'm involved in the scene and sometimes I forget, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and I'm on Twitter and I'm all that stuff. So I think for the, for the, for this, uh, call of duty, the CDL to really become more of a mainstream esport. I think having as having as much um, as many matches on a constant basis is just not going to do. It's going it's going to help it more than anything. Hundred percent, I agree with you. Yeah. All right. And I model it after the NHL. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, then it, it's crazy because you know the CDL obviously wants to you know they want to be you know the main esport in, in the country if not the world, but it's like hey you know the blueprints there. So we see the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, like the blueprints there, just kind of follow it. But, you know, and I, and if anything, it's, we should, we could, we could do more because we're playing a video game at the end of the day. Man, there is so much data backing exactly what you're saying right now. Um, I'm in the middle of this. I was talking about this conference earlier before we started recording. Um, It's the national coaches and directors or for esports. It's like an association. Right now, there's a massive movement for colleges and high schools to start yeah. developing esports programs. And when I COVID hit, yeah, yeah, I love that. When COVID hit, it shut down all traditional sports, and yeah. esports are a way to continue to connect with students at a young age and continue their their social development. And you know, much like a coach or a sport can do for a kid traditionally. Yeah. They're doing this now in esports, and it's only growing. So I actually th- today was sitting in on data how like kids that are that are 14 15 years old they're not going to be they're not going to be too 
tuning into the NFL and the NCAA and stuff like that when they're my age at 30. They're going to be looking at the CDL for their sports, their sports intake. So, yeah, Yeah, it's changing. The landscape's changing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, you also, you know, as we, you know, the majority of people who compete in sports in high school, you know, it's a small percentage that goes on to compete mm-hmm. in the college level. And, the, you know, the even smaller percent goes on to be professionals. Yeah. Well, you know, when you play sports in high school, middle school, whatever, you're most of the time you're playing it because you just you like to do it. You're a competitive person. You like to compete. Well, just because, you know, just because, oh, I, I'm not good enough to to play at the college level. That doesn't mean that I don't like to compete in anything anymore. Yeah. Right. Esports is just another avenue that you could take that competitive drive you have inside of you to be, you know, like I'm a competitive person in anything, right? You can mm-hmm. throw a ball and I'll, I'll throw farther than you. And I'll go like that. You know, I'm a competitive person. There's hundreds and thousands, millions of kids with that exact same competitive mindset. Yeah. You give them a, like a video game that they can compete in and, and you know what I mean? And, and really achieve things. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's a, that's a whole other, it's a whole other avenue. Exactly. It's a whole other avenue that um, high school high schools and colleges can really give their students other, you know, other ways to compete other than just, you know, banging your head against, you know, another guy, you know what I mean? Or, or being in wrestling and and, tossing somebody and trying to pin them. Like there's other, there's other avenues that you can take that, that you don't have to be physically gifted Mm -hmm. to, you know, to really, you know, succeed in. Right on. All right. So Saul, just uh, to get a little more background on you for people who might not know you as well as uh, others, uh, I usually ask all our guests this, uh, who is Saul Garza today? How would you describe yourself today? Uh, uh, well, number one, I'm a father. That's number one. Um, number two, I'm a husband. And uh, number three, I'm just, uh, I mean, I love, I love, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say I love esports, but That'd be a lot. Uh, I'm just very passionate about Call of Duty, right? Um, and I think uh, like it comes back to the whole, you know, me being a competitive person. Um, when I got involved in in in, in esports, um, you know, I was, you know, I was a single. I wasn't single. I had a, my my wife was my girlfriend at the time, but mm-hmm. it was an, another avenue for me, like to fulfill that competitive, you know, kind of thing that I had. You know, I wasn't. I was too old to be, you know, I wasn't in college anymore. I wasn't, you know, in sports or whatever. So I needed something else other than playing pickup games at the, at the Y, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, um, a buddy of mine actually, uh, he was really involved. He was really like, he was playing game battles, uh, we'll call it duty. And, um, I was never, I wasn't, I would just play pubs. I was never, I didn't know that that was even a thing. And uh funny story with him. Uh, he ended up, um, breaking up with his girlfriend. And uh, he needed he needed a place to stay, so I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, me and my girl have you know we had a, a two bedroom apartment. It was very small. Um, I'm like, I got an extra room. I guess you can stay in there if you got nowhere to go. You know, I'm gonna have you sleep in the streets. So uh, I go I go to help him get all his shit or stuff, and uh, he um, he I'm expecting over and he gets clothes and stuff. He had a monitor and his Xbox 360, and he was like, you would have thought out he was carrying gold. He's like, let me, let me put this in the front seat with you. I'm like, what is yeah. that? And he goes, it's my monitor. And I'm like, what's, I'm thinking it's like a computer monitor. He goes, no, no, it's what I play, uh, you know, uh, uh, COD with. And then, and then that's when he kind of opened the, the floodgates of what the competitive scene of Call of Duty was. 
And then I remember when he when he moved in with me, I you know started picking his brain on what it was, and then he started you know telling me that oh, there's like an actual like, you could be a professional Call of Duty player, and then he started showing me everything, and then just my eyes just yeah, yeah. just got wide, and you're like, whoa, it's yeah, just I'm just like, wait, this is a thing, <laughs> you know? And then that's what kind of started the whole you know everything to where I am now, you know? Right on, yeah. And uh, you have a music background as well, is that correct? Yes, uh, you know, and, I, and that's, I'm happy you brought that up. But people always ask me, well, "Where did you get your name?" Well, you know, before um, before I got into esports, uh, from when I from when I was 17 till around 23, 24, I was involved. I was I produced music, right? So, um, kind of a, a thing that I, I uh, it was that was my first dream, right? Right. Got done with high school, you know, every, all my friends were going to college and stuff. And I was so like, just, I wanted to do music. I wanted to produce music. And, um, I had some pretty good success. I produced, I produced music for a lot of, you know, uh, Waka Flocka, Future, Soldier Boy, uh, Two wow. Chains, uh, you know, those type. I produced Migos before they were Migos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. A lot of well-known people that we know now, um, um, so that was my first dream, but then I gave myself like every dream, you got to be realistic, right? Yeah. I had, I had all this success. Um, you know, was making, oh, you know, I was making okay money. I was under a management deal or a production deal and it wasn't very good. It was, I was a dumb kid and signed a bad yeah. contract or whatever. Um, but I told myself, well, okay, by the time I'm 25, if I'm not here financially, you know, and at the time I was making really good money, right? Yeah, I was you know regular. I was making regular, but, but to me, like I, I'm I'm a, I'm a real I'm a realist. Like that lifestyle is you wanted it to be sustainable. Yeah, exactly. I wanted it to be sustainable, and and the lifestyle that I was living at the time, traveling, not taking care of myself, not sleeping. I don't I don't use drugs, but being around that type of stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, it just slowly started wearing and tearing. I was, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not no skinny guy, but I, I'm a lot skinnier than I am right now than I was back then. I'm, I was like, I got up to like maybe almost 300 pounds, like, man, just because it's just a, it's a horrible Takes a lifestyle. Toll. Yeah, it's a horrible lifestyle. You know, I wasn't working out. I didn't give a shit what I ate, and yeah. And then, um, I, I, I was living in, in in Atlanta at that time when I was doing my, my when I signed my deal, um. I went out, they took, they flew me out there and I was out there the whole, pretty much the whole time. And, um, pretty much I ended up realizing that the contract I was under wasn't a good contract and the people that I was associated with just morally and business wise, they were not, they weren't looking out for my best interest. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. So I just went, I went back home and, and then I kind of just realized that, you know, it's like, okay, that was my dream. I got, I, I was, I, I was, you got a little taste. I got, I got a little taste of it. I seen what it's about. It's not really what I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time so, for something new. Exact time for something new. And, um, you know, and luckily I had, you know, my, my, my mother was very supportive and I'm like, well, I guess I got to be a normal person now and go get a <laughs> job. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what, you know, it happened. And, uh, yeah. So do you so still the, uh, do you still have like a passion for music? Do you still mess around? Oh like, yeah, on yeah, your own? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I actually, and I, I'm not going to say the name, but I actually still do music for people. Um, it's under a kind of like a, a side name, Alias. moniker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially now with the esports thing, I try to you know not keep it separate. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, the Garza Beats thing, I just kept it because that was my original Twitter. 
Um, so I just never really, you know, and, and that was, that was just kind of my persona at the time. And, uh, yeah, I still, I still have, you know, I do the, you know, little side things or in, you know, I'll consult with certain, uh, companies. Um, and I do a kind of, I do a couple A and R things with, uh, certain labels as far as, uh, looking for new talent and stuff like that, right but it's under, a, it's under a different name and I usually just keep it like that. Don't involve, you know? Yeah, I mean? man. It's a side business. So you keep it yeah. separate. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and. Yeah, the, the whole music thing. But what I realized with the esports, the the love I have for esports kind of overtook the music thing. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I just use that as like a, a another source of income. You know right. What I mean? so, yeah, for sure. So yeah, but the esports is like that's that's what I that's what I love. You know what I mean? And I love the I love where it's going and and kind of I love being a part of it. And it's any if I if any chance I get to where I can make this the the full time thing, and I'll just toss the music thing to the side. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, so talking about that esports, I guess, new dream and like uh, where you're at now, what does that path look like? Like what, where did you start uh, and how did you end up where you're at today? And and what does your today look like in esports? Um, so when, when we started with, uh, you know, uh, you know, going back to my, my friend, um, when he moved in with me, um, I was really bad. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, and I'm not that good, but I wasn't good enough to be playing GBs with him and his, him and his cousin, they were playing duos or whatever. So I'm like, dude, I, I gotta get, you know, I, I want to get good. That way I can play with you guys. Right. Yeah. And I got myself to the point where they would just say, ah, oh, fuck it. You're, you're, you're okay. To, we'll, we'll try to carry you're you. Not, you're not a bot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was us three and we were just playing, we'd play three V threes or whatever. And, you know, we win every now and then. And I just got addicted to COD, right? Yeah. And one day I came home from uh, from work and my buddy was in, in, in the room he was staying in. And uh, he was, um, him and his cousin, they're on a call. Like, he's he's like, I can hear him talking to him. And, and he's like, you know, oh, um, they're like, it's like they're, they're trying to think of a name. So I bust in there and I was like, what are you, what are you guys trying to do? And he's like, oh, we're, we want to start a team. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm like, well, what do you, what kind of team? Because like, oh, we want to, we want to do like, a, you know, a competitive thing for Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, and I, I, I immediately see when he said competitive, I pulled myself out of it because I, I knew I wasn't good enough to want to play, right? So, um, uh, they're just talking about it or whatever, and they couldn't come up with a name. And uh, the next day, on um, the next day, I convinced him to let me like help them. Right. Cause I had, I had with the music stuff, I had, I had already had, I'd started a, you know, I come, I came from the music business at that time. So I had, I had, I had already started my own brand with my music and I, I knew how to LLC things. I knew how to trade my, you know what I mean? I just off of what I went through in the music business. Right. And um, I said, bro, let me help you guys. You know, let me, you know, I, I know I can't play with you guys, but let me, let me, you know, let me help you guys. And he's like, yeah, sure, help us. So he's like, it'll be just, you know, it'll be us three and it'll be like our little side thing. I'm like, all right, cool. And I knew right away I was more like, when he said, let's do it, I was like, I, I was all in right there. And, I, and they yeah. weren't all the way in. They were just like, eh, a little bullshit. There was like know? an idea for them, but yeah. your wheels the started turning yeah, and you were like, yeah. hey, let's go. You're the, the many, driver. Exactly. The minute he told me, it just it went to my head. So the next day, uh, the, the following day, um, I was coming home from work. And I, the whole day I was thinking about a name, right, to call the, the team. It wasn't an organization, just a team, call a name. And I'm, I'm the freeway and I'm starving. I'm literally starving. And um, I pull off our, my exit and I'm not going to say the fast food restaurant, but I go past a fast, a fast food restaurant, right, well-known yeah. restaurant. 
and I see their name. <laughs> I can take then, a guess. You, yeah, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I, I'm just like, and then I just put, it's us three. Yeah. Like, oh, three kings. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I just, I like, I like the way it sounded. And I, I brought it to them and they're just like, yeah, we like that. You know, let's, yeah, let's go with that. So that's, just, that's, that was how three kings was like made by, right. from us three. Right. And then, um, pretty much, uh, we ended up, we ended up, uh, our, we, we went on and then I, I went and got the logo. I went and got, the, um, you know, I, I came with the color scheme. The color scheme was actually the colors of our, the high school that we went to. We all went to the yeah. same high school. Right on. So it was just naturally take that. Right. And then, um, mm-hmm. we came up with a plan. Hey, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna fund, um, we're gonna fund, uh, a, a team to compete at a LAN event. Right. An MLG LAN event. Right. And that's how, that's how kind of how we got started. And then, um, how ended up how they they ended up leaving because uh one of uh my friend's cousin who was with us he ended up uh going off to the military right so i can't blame him for that go ahead you know yeah. and then my me and my me and my best friend we're still best friends to this day we we ended up getting into an argument over what he wanted to do with the team yeah and uh he he just like you know what and he would and and i, I sh- he knows this to this day he's still on the legal like the state of wisconsin he's still owner of three kings right Right. Um, and uh, one day we got into an argument about it. As he's, he was still living with me, so he couldn't get too mad, right? That's <laughs> I'll kick him out of my house, right? But uh, uh, he's like, you know what, dude? Fuck this. You just have it. Go ahead. I don't want to deal with it. You think you know what you're doing? Blah blah blah. You you know. And then he said something to me that made me like not want to give up. He goes, and, and this is him. He was just mad or whatever. Yeah. He goes, you ain't gonna do shit with it anyway. He said that, right? Mm-hmm. So when Shot he said fired. that, exactly. When he said that, I laughed. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what? Because watch, right? And then that's kind of what led into, you know, I just put pedal to the metal. and Yeah, and I see some uh, proof behind you there. Yeah, I've got a couple of championships back here. Yeah, and, um, you know, that was, that was kind of where the beginning of it was. And uh, to, like, fast forward to kind of where now – now three from you know due to you know the whole cdl thing you know um the franchising thing when it happened right when it happened i knew i had to i had had to i had to come up with a new plan pivot yeah i I don't got 25 million dollars laying around yeah you know what i mean to be able to to say hey i want to be in the league right yeah because at the time my my goal was i want my i want three kings to um, be able to, you know, eventually make it to the pro league one day, right? Yeah, that was when it was still possible. Mm-hmm. And we got, and I got close. I, I was picking up teams, and you know, we were playing Optic, we were playing L, we were playing all the teams that I was like looking at when I started off. And all oh, one day, we were my my team was competing against those guys. Yeah, right. And it was crazy to me. It was like I still have a screenshot of when we played optic, right? Yeah. That's a that's, huge that's achievement. How, yeah. yeah. To, to, for me, it was like, look what I, look what I did in this amount of time. You know, like yeah. I started off looking up to these people or these brands and these organizations. And now my little ass team that started in a one bedroom apartment is competing against you're people. on the stage with them, you know? Yeah. We're, hey, we're, we're getting, we're, we're getting ran through, but whatever, we're still there. Right. <laughs> we're still there. And um, yeah. So Fast forward to when, you know, I was gaining momentum and, you know, doing little things. And, and then when the CDL, I knew, I knew the CDL was going to franchise probably about a year before 
it wasn't even a, before it was even announced. Like before yeah. it was before anybody was even bringing it up, I knew about it. I knew about yeah. it. It was kind of through a contact that I had I had I had made. And uh, he told me that I shouldn't have said he, but he told me that that's what they were moving towards. Yeah. So right when that happened was that would be 2018, mid 2018. Yeah. Right when that happened, I knew I'm like, all right, if this is really going to happen, I got to change up my my approach because, like I said, I don't got that type of money. Yeah. Um, I, I I at the time I, I had people who wanted to who wanted like to invest in three kings and but they all wanted you know what pretty much everyone wants they want a piece of your shit and i just yeah. didn't i didn't want to do that you know what i mean so right. and i had people you know i i had brought it i had brought that situation with with the cdl coming up i brought it up to somebody that i knew could put things up in line to maybe be able to you know get that situation going with like you know, maybe getting a group together to, to raise that type of capital. Right. Um, but I also knew that Chicago was going to have a team. Yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, as far as Wisconsin, the only, perf- the only teams like that would be repped out of Wisconsin would be Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee is an hour away from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I knew if Chicago became a, a CDL team, they're, they're, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but most, most professional teams, uh, whatever city they're based in, they're, it's, like, it's kind of like considered a territory. So they'll consider that those surrounding areas, even sometimes a different state as part of their territory. Yeah. And I knew the CDL was the CDL was literally mirroring their whole entire game plan off of, of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew that, okay, if they get Chicago, it's going to be really hard for me to be able to convince, like, to, first of all, to get the capital. That's number one. Yeah. Right? And, and let's say, God willing, that happens. It'd be really hard for me, because my whole my whole pain, my whole thought was like, um, this is before this is before uh, optic or hex even sold optic. Yeah, I knew I, I immediately thought, okay, it's gonna be optic Chicago. I knew it right at that time before yeah. before he even sold it. So I but I knew hex was gonna own Chicago. So there'd be no way in hell no competing that, with that. You know, yeah, you can't. You know, you can't. That's 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 the goat. That's the, you know, that's the Yankees, he's, he's right? The exactly I, I can't do that so i put all that shit to the side i said all right i still want to be involved in the scene i need to find a different way to make this uh, 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 to make me still relevant to make three kings relevant I'm like how about instead of trying to be you know a, being one of those pro teams why don't we just make three kings like let's make it like a like almost like a passageway like a passageway for if you're a young player who's got potential to possibly one day be a pro, I want to make it a passageway where you want to come play for three Kings before you go play in the, in the pro league. You know what I mean? Right. Almost like I'm, well, my original thought was I want to make three team. Kings. I want to make it the Alabama of, of call of duty. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want, I want, I want, or I want the CDL teams when they're, when, when they're actually scouting players, I want them to 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 um, reach out to us and say, "Hey, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy? You know, right. is he does he play well on land? Is he a nice kid? Is he you know?" So yeah. that was my plan, and and that's what ha- that's what ended up happening. You know, I, I got I did enough where you know I you know got players together, uh, players that I built relationships with throughout the years, and uh, you know I got young guys who no one knew about at the time, and kind of just like, "Yo, let's make it." I wanted to make it into that, and that's kind of it's pretty much what it turned down to. 
tell you know tell what you know obviously right now land is not a thing but yeah um so fast forward to now now it's like three king the, the org is kind of in a weird spot because um you know once the whole cdl thing happened like i said i didn't see for me personally i didn't see any value on 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 three kings competing in like online and, and in the online cdl right yeah especially and you guys have been around the scene you guys yeah. know it's it ain't cheap you know what i mean no no nope. it ain't cheap these guys are they're 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 asking for you know for a lot for they're asking for a lot when there's not a lot for me to gain out of it you know what i mean right and uh so it was kind of like all right well we got no land so my whole plan that i was the whole thing that i was doing it's kind of irrelevant right so right. what you know what what am I gonna do? So at that time, I kind of just went towards like, all right, well, let me focus on just my personal, my personal, like what I want to do in esports, and you know, the, and and to the and right now, I'm a free agent as far as like any kind of being a part of any you know league team. Um, right. So I kind of I kind of transferred my my focus on let me get let me put myself in a position to uh, maybe be able to get a job out of this whole situation, yeah. right? <clears throat> and, and 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 knock on wood, I've, I've I have had you know I had I had uh, when the CDL launched the first time, the very first year, I did have one legit offer, you know that I, I could have taken. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I'm in I'm in a different position in in my life as as everyone else who's managing in the Call of Duty scene. At the end of the day, I'm not a little kid. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. a, a one year fifty fifty thousand dollar contract. You know that's that's just, gonna... I, I got I got two kids, bro. Like yeah. I make I make almost double that in my normal my, my normal job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't. You know what I mean? And even though that's my that's kind of my dream job, at the end of the day, like, it's a I'm step not, down I'm not, in a way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and, I, and I'm you know I'm not I'm not a little kid. Like I I'm not you know I'm not a young person. I have you know a wife. I have a two kids. So whatever whatever job it is that I take has to be pay the bills. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of puts me in an awkward position because, you know, I had to turn that job down and I've had, I've been in talks with, with two other orgs and it comes back to the same thing with the, with the money. You know what I mean? And, and I completely understand from, uh, from their, from their point. Cause you know, the, the, the league is so young, right? Yeah. yeah um, they're, sure. they're, they're trying to squeeze every penny and trying to, you know, they're trying to keep the, the uh, you know the investment to a minimal the to margins. see if it, yeah exactly to see that it actually pans out so I it's no shade to them but it's just like at the end of the day man you know it's like I I want to do this but I got to make sure my family yeah you got to face the reality exactly so <laughs> I you know um I I think that you know maybe if not if not you know if not next year maybe you know year or so after that when the league is really established you know and people are you know really making you know good money being considered you know you know a pro league uh yeah maybe i can you know get a job in there and stuff. If, but if not it doesn't matter to me still gonna be you know still gonna keep doing once land comes back still you know still you know pursuing helping, yeah. yeah exactly still helping yeah. young players achieve you know what they want to achieve and, and kind of in, in, in that type of way right on well that's why i, ju- I jumped on this national association of esports coaches and directors thing yeah. 
um because because of that movement you know what i mean kind of like a fallback plan per se it's like hey if this doesn't work out like i mean like i said high schools and colleges all over the country are establishing programs they are they are putting forth a lot of money and they're hiring people to kick these off so if you can get that and bring it to you know a high school or a college near you that could be another angle you can work your your way up you know what i mean so yeah actually uh, definitely uh, yeah well, uh, to that note um you know like the ccl or whatever yeah the yeah. college cod league i i love i love what they're doing right they're they're starting to gain some traction mm-hmm. um i was actually i had i don't and i don't know if anybody from the university of madison wisconsin is watching this I DM them when the CCL was first announced. I DM somebody from their esports club, and they're and I said, "Hey, you guys need to get involved in this because you know, like this, I see this as a a future for you know esports in general, but yeah. for Call of Duty especially." Um, and you know, you know, they gave me the you know, well, it's you know, Call of Duty, it's violence, blah blah blah, right? I, you know, right. all that type of shit, right? So I'm like, all right, well, just and. And then I, the other day, I didn't even realize they had a team in there. Now, now they got a team in there. <laughs> yeah, they I'm caught like, on. Oh. But hey, I'm not. I'm whatever, and I'm not salty. But you know, no, it's it like, just shows you're well, ahead of the yeah, game. Yeah, anything. exactly. Well, yeah. the way the CCL set up too, it doesn't necessarily have to be like sanctioned by that college. It could just be like a group of students that go that, there. Yeah, that's like, what hey, they are. Yeah, esports. Okay, yeah. So it's like yeah. a club. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. you. But um, yeah, it's uh, that whole that whole thing with the with the, I have a cousin. Um, I have a cousin. Uh, he plays. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, rock is it Rocket League? League of Legends. Rocket League League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was uh, I was on Facebook and I seen his mom posted they had one state in Rocket League and I'm like, wait, what? We have a because he goes to the school that I, high school that I went to, and I seen that my my high school alma mater they they got involved in esports and I'm like, that's that's cr- first of all to me that's crazy because i come from a town of like barely two thousand people right yeah but the fact that they even know what esports is is crazy right <laughs> and then now they're involved in it and then there's a there's a state championship what yeah i was i blown i blown away and then i've seen the things that are starting to happen with the colleges the high schools and i think i think it's awesome man i think it's, it's i love to see i mean in the last five years esports has gone from like this little like ah you're a you're a you want to be a programmer? That's weird. To now, it's like, yo, this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I mean, and- there's there's so much evidence. And there's so many stories to kind of back it. One of the presentations I I watched uh, this this guest speaker at this conference I've been attending the other day talked about. There was a father getting ready to pull his little girl out of school because she had no friends. He was just going to homeschool her. He was like, she's miserable. She has no friends. And then they had their esports club, and yeah. she competed. She competed with the esports club in Super Smash Brothers at an event. She ended up getting like third place, and wow. then made and then made all these all these friends because she brought some some recognition to her school. And then yeah. people just didn't even know that she was that good at the game. Yeah. And then that kind of saved her from getting pulled out of school, getting homeschooled. So, I mean, it's just all, all over, all over, man. And that's another thing, too, with the whole first-person shooter thing is, like, they are still developing the curriculum and the standards for what they're going to allow in K-12 and college, you know. Yeah. Um, right now, they're not allowing first-person shooters because of the violence and whatnot. And I, I, yeah, I, I, and I, I had, um, I, you remember when... Um, you guys play Call of Duty, right? When, yeah, yeah. When remember when that uh, that operator pack came out with the anime or whatever? 
Yes. Yeah. Remember the tracer rounds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I seen that, everyone was complaining. I'm like, yo, yeah, that's garbage. I hate it. But if if for the CCL for high school Call of Duty, that's a that's an easy transition easy. right there. Yeah. Make those rounds exactly like that. Make them colored. Mm-hmm. Make them colorful. Make them. Yep. Get rid of. Get rid Flip of the, the gore off and exactly. Yeah, get rid yeah. of the shooting sound. Make it a fucking laser. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when or I like see Overwatch. Tra- exactly. When I seen that trace around, I was like, I thought I'm like, okay, if you're Activision, you need to be thinking about if you really want your game to your, especially if you know your esport, if you want it to get into these high schools, these colleges, there's right there. You guys did it by accident. You didn't realize what you did. Yeah, there's an yeah. avenue. There's an avenue right now, and I'm I'm waiting for that kind of to be a thing. You know, like. Uh, Kind of, and I get it with the violent, the violence thing. Um, but at the end of the day, my opinion is Call of Duty. That's our. That's as far as America. That's our esport. That is our game. That's yeah. our esport. I look at esports just like normal sports. You know, in the world, the world love. They got soccer. They love soccer. The world America, loves Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah, we're just getting. I was yeah, gonna say, exactly. it could be argued that Counter Strike is Europe's it, game. Exactly, yeah. and that's their that's their soccer, right? That's why but they're so good comes, at S and D, man. Exactly. When it comes to America, our country, we're like football and basketball. That's our shit, right? But for esports, Call of Duty needs to be our. It is our esport. That's our yeah. esport. Yeah. So when we dominate, right? Yeah, America. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we don't have our esport in our high schools, in our college, like we're now we have college, but in our high schools, we. We we gotta address that. We gotta it's a, fix it's it. a missed opportunity, and you know what? It's it's in its infancy. I can see it now. Like so, yeah. this conference has been going on from the third to the fifth. Today is the last day, and um, everything's recorded, so I can actually go back and watch some of the stuff I missed and things like that. But um, man, it's just like I said. Like, but within the next ten years, we are going the the scene as it is today. It's gonna look completely different because I personally feel like with the ccl and everything that will be another avenue to pro yeah you're gonna have your challengers you're gonna have your colleges like people are gonna get people could potentially get drafted to franchise teams through colleges whatnot it just it's it's the the possibilities are absolutely endless and guys like us sitting here in the the chair yeah sitting here in the chair we want we want our piece of the pie like yeah now's the time to move yeah. you know wherever yeah. you put yourself whether it's the it and you're building systems hardware and you're 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 selling that kind of stuff or you're an organizational owner that's got the experience and you want to roll up into a college and say hey this is what i can offer you and this is what i'm going to do to take your yeah. team to success yeah. you know the yeah. time is now yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting it's stuff. Very exciting. And the CCL is no joke, even uh, as of right now. I, I believe it was last week or the week before. They had 25K viewers. Yeah, I, I had tweeted them. I remember going into their stream when they had 200 viewers. And I tweeted, or I didn't tweet, I, I, I typed in the chat. I was like, uh, CCL is going to be crazy in, in five years or whatever. And they were so excited that I was in the stream. They were so excited. and. And then the other day when I went, I seen they were, I went in there and I'm like, what? I looked at the, the viewer kind of like, hold up. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And I'm like, is that, is that wrong? And then at first I'm like, oh, they might be getting, they might be getting view botted. Then I seen the chat just going, Shh. I'm like, oh my God, that's a legit, at that time it was only 17,000. 
Yeah. The holy crap. Got to 25K at one point. That's yeah. crazy. But, and at that time, the te- the, there was two Texas teams playing, right? So I, 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 my mind was like, wow, look how, look how quick this, this how quick this, this blew up. And it's yeah. going to get only bigger. For sure. It's only going to get bigger. Yeah. I mean, just the, the way casters are coming around too. Like it's entertainment. Yeah. It's becoming true entertainment. And, mm-hmm. you know, esports organizations, if you're just looking to try to compete and you're not touching that media, that entertainment realm side of the house, you're, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I remember you know. uh, when you, you said entertainment. Um, I remember um, being at a, a LAN event and uh, uh, Mac Meltz, um, his dad was there and um, sat there and talked with his dad for the entire weekend. I remember telling him about, I'm like, listen, because he was a huge, we were talking football, right? Just talking football the whole time. And um, he was, we were talking about football, football. And I said, listen, I'm like, by the end, by if, when, when we make it to championship Sunday, I can guarantee you, he knew nothing about this whole thing. He was just being a good parent and supporting his son and yeah. his son there. <clears throat> and um, I said, by, if, if we, when we make it to the grand final, if it's close, you will be, you will, just like the way you sit there and watch South Carolina, Clemson, those first teams, when you watch them and it's a close game, you'll have the same exact feeling. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, just, like, okay, watch, watch, right? Sure shit. At grand finals and... <laughs> He, he just literally, I, I there, look at Kieran. him, and he's sitting there at the edge of the seat, and his son made a crazy play, and he just got up and just yelled, and I, and that made my heart feel so good. And I looked oh, at yeah. him, like, and I, I told you. when we when we won, he's like, "You're 100 percent right." I felt yeah. just like a football game. I'm like, "It's no different." Yeah, it's genuine it's man. No, it's no different. It's the same thing as if you were watching basketball, football. It's the exact same feeling you get when your team wins. The goosebumps you get when yep. when it's a close game and you know the guy playing, it's like, oh my god, it's the exact same thing. So when I seen him do his, that feeling, for, and he's a you know he's a, a grown ass man, yeah. and he's acting like he's watching an NFL or an NCAA game, I was like, all right, this this is a hundred percent gonna be exactly where we think it's gonna be because of oh, that man. genuine feeling of a of a normal sports fan to be watching a video game and have the exact same feeling and reaction as if they were watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's crazy. Man, I love I love breaking it down to people that just really don't know what it's about and they say like, "Oh yeah, I play Call of Duty." Like, you know, and they're like, "You play you play Call of Duty? Let's let's play." I was like, "Well, like I compete." They're like, "Exactly. Yeah, what does yeah. that even mean?" I was like, "Well, and then you kind of start breaking down like the game modes, you know, you yeah. explain hardpoint to them and how it works and you explain search and destroy and yeah. you explain kind of the format and, you know, everything. They're like, "It's like a whole other Whoa. world." Yeah, within a game, and then I mean, not to mention explaining to them the feeling you personally get when you're when you know the two of the top pro teams or whoever you're you're playing, especially if they're own if they're your own boys yeah. in your own organization, and someone clutches up a, a, a map five round eleven, and you're just going through the roof, like man, yeah, it, it's it's a great it's a it's an amazing feeling. Uh, that that hit home when when I, I played sports in high school and. When every 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 game before a football game, I would just get this pit in my stomach, just of nerves, wanting to win, you know, all that shit. And I remember uh, our my first uh, event that we made the grand finals in. That feeling hit me. Yep. And it was sick. I was literally, it felt like I was sick to my stomach. 
But then I realized, oh, you just haven't felt this in a long time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I wasn't even competing. It was just my team. And I, and long story short, I couldn't even watch it. I was literally, <laughs> I, I had to walk out. I left the freaking building and just was this, I was, I was, you know what I was doing? I was outside of the building of the event and I was watching the, the Twitch stream. I couldn't physically be in there. You know what I mean? It, and yeah. it's, the exact, it's the exact same thing. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, to, to get people to understand it, it's like they just got to be there. They got to witness it. They got, you know, they got to be a part of it. And then, when, and then once they do become a part of it and witness that and feel that, it's like you got them. Easy. Yep. You got them. Had another topic for you, um, being that you have experience in the AM scene and experience in owning your own organization and going through that whole process. What are some of the uh, what are some tips that you might have for someone who's just new into you know the esports scene and wanting to own? So there, you talked about you started off as just a team, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you made it something more. You made it a business. You made it. Yeah. Uh, you LLC'd it, and you made it more yeah. official as an organization. What are like the top three learning points or tips that you would give someone who wants to go down that path of starting an organization and wanting to get into esports that way? Uh, as far as start, start an organization, number one would be um, don't get ahead of yourself, right? Don't look at optic and don't look at, and this is coming from experience because I did this. I, 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 I tried to make Three Kings bigger than what it was, right? Um, and then I had to come back to reality. And then once I came back to reality, uh, you know, it's like, don't, don't look at these huge organizations and feel like in two years, I got to be there. And then you start, because when you do that, you start making dumb decisions, right? Yeah. Especially when, when it, when it involves like at the end of the day, if you, if, if you really want to, um, you really want to elevate and, and get your, get your organization to, you know, get somewhere, get it somewhere fast. You're going to have to spend money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not, not unless you got millions of dollars and do what you want. But if, if you're a normal person like me, like, you know, like everyone else, it's like, Hey, you got to, you got to find your org and figure out what you, what, what exactly you want to do. You want to be, you want to compete. Do you want it to be a content org? Do you want it to be a clothing apparel? Whatever it is, you got to take baby steps, right? Babysit. I, I, my favorite thing that I tell people is this, this is not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's, mm -hmm. it's a marathon. Right. Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, find, find exactly what your org wants to be before you start competing in anything. Yeah. Don't, don't just get, don't say, okay, we're an org. I'm going to pick up a Valorant team and pick up a Call of Duty. No, no, no. What is your org going to do? You know what I mean? What's, what's the overall game plan of your org? And once you get that overall game plan, find a little goal, accomplish that goal, and then go to the next goal mm -hmm. and then go to the next goal. And just, you start, you have, you have your main, your main goals over here. There's a lot that happens before you get to that main goal, yeah. right? And a lot of people, they don't even get halfway to that goal because they, they were just looking over here at, this, at the, the overall goal first. They weren't looking at the little shit they had to do in between. So see that main goal, have it in your, have it in your peripherals, but don't, don't be so, you know, so concentrated on that that you're forgetting to do the little shit that you need to do. Right. Like little things like, hey, I want to be a real business. Okay, well... You gotta make yourself a real business. Uh, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? You know? Uh, how are you gonna get a return to investment? How are you gonna? You know? If you if you want to be a real business, how are you gonna be? You know, making money. Yeah. Um, or hey, I just want to be. You know, I want to be a content team. Or okay, that's cool. You can do that too. Mm -hmm. Well, you're you. Start making content. You don't need to sign anybody. You, yeah. you can do podcasts. You can stream. You can do YouTube videos. You can shit. You can do Twitter videos. You can do Instagram videos. 
with your with you as a content creator and then build your way up. Um, little shit like that is I, I think we find orgs. There's a lot of orgs out there right now. Um, and I and I've seen I've seen them come and go. Right. Yeah. I, I use the term loosely these days because there's exactly. a lot of orgs yeah, out there. Yeah. But they're just I, they're just dudes with a with a Twitter page. No, most most of the time, I'll tell you what they are. They're guys. They're people who found Optic Gaming, found Hex Vlogs, found that, the pinnacle that we all strive to get to, and they think that they can, they can easily go do that, right? Yeah. Right. They think that all, all I got to do is this, or it's not, it's, there's more to that. But it comes to, yeah, so my, my main thing to, to, to newer orgs, if you want to start an org, find out what you want your org to be, right? And when you, when you finally do that, because that might not be right away, it might take you a couple of weeks to figure out what you actually want to do. Once you get that, find a little, find a goal. It doesn't have to be big. It could be small, uh, whether it be, you know, I'm going to LLC it or I'm going I'm to trademark my name or, I'm a, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to get a real logo and then accomplish that and then just little goals at a time. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to throw a Hail Mary every time. Just little two-yard plays at a time. You'll get that first down and you get that first down and keep on building your way up. Um, so yeah, little things like that. Just it's okay. It's okay to be small. Don't don't rush it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You'll get you'll 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 get farther when you humble when you, when you're humbled and you know, hey, I'm not the biggest organization in the world, but I you know I'm gonna do these little steps and we're gonna keep moving. You'll get farther than thinking you're a big org yeah. and you know I'm gonna throw this money around because at the end of the day the money comes and uh, but it goes even faster. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And, I've, 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 I've witnessed orgs come with lots of money and they're not around anymore. Right. You know, yeah. They, they wasted all their money and it says a I lot. No, yeah. I have no idea where they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So number one thing is just humble yourself and little goals at a time, little goals at a time. Right on. And back to your point about Hex and like people, younger people looking up to him and like optic and what they did. <laughs> They seem to forget that that took a, a decade, bro. Like, exactly. That was yeah. not done overnight. I mean, it's, it's good to have that as the, uh, you know, the goal and the top, of the top of the ladder, but he didn't get there overnight, so you shouldn't expect to get there overnight either, I guess is my point. <coughs> exactly. That, I, I, and if that was who I found. When I found Hex and them, I, that, that, that's what gave me the motivation to want to get involved, right? And but I, I, I realize see I seen the progression, I seen it wasn't an overnight thing. You know what I mean? I, I seen that, so I, I kind of came. You know, I I had the idea. I'm like, oh, we're gonna be this. We're gonna be. It's like I relax. Yeah. It starts. Just go slow. Just start off. Start off small, and then just slowly start building your way up, building your way up, building yeah. your way up. And it that's it's the best way to do it, man. Like best you said, it's a it. marathon, not a race. Exactly. Exactly. All right, and f- on kind of on the flip side of that question, going to the player perspective, because obviously you've had a lot of uh, years in the scene, you've had a lot of eyes on a lot of players, you've uh, you know had players that played for you, etc. Uh, what are the like top things that you top pieces of advice, I guess, you would have for young and players coming up in the scene who want to make it pro or you know really have that goal as their goal? Um. Probably it would be pretty much what, what, what are you spending your time on? Right. Um, when, it, when you want, you know, when you want to be, when you want to compete, if you want to compete at that high level, 
be, whether it be top and pro call of duty has to be like, it's gotta be your damn near your one, number one. I, I hate to say it. Cause I think family and you know, that should be your number one, but it's gotta be your damn near, you know, competing with that. Like one, a one B exactly. Eat, sleep, yeah. Breathe it. Exactly. If you, if, if you want to get to that next level, if, if, if you're just, I, I want to be a, I want to be a pro player, but, but Hey, you know, Hey guys, uh, I can't scrim them tomorrow. Cause I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go take my girl to a movie, bro. I, and it's crazy to say, but if you want to get to that next level, there's things that you're going to have to sacrifice, right? In my opinion, you should never sacrifice family. That's number one, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't just be normal people here about it. You shouldn't sacrifice your family, but you don't, you don't get to that next level by having a bunch of friends, by yeah. being the life of the party, by, you know, by being a ladies man. It's, that's not how it works, right? Just like a prof- just like a professional athlete, just like a, 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 a player that wants to be an NBA, where do they spend all their time in? They spend their time in the gym. Mm-hmm. You want to be in the NFL, where do you spend your time? And you spend your time in the, in the weight room or you're watching video. That's where you spend the majority of your time. Yeah. When, when it comes to competing in a video game in Call of Duty, you, you're, the majority of your free time, other than family time, should be in front of, the, in front of you, you know, your, your craft, your controller, your whatever, your computer. That's where you need to spend your time. You got, you got to spend, you got to put the hours in. There's, there's this weird narrative of like, I can half-ass it and I just got natural skill and it's that natural skill will only get you so far. Yeah. It only gets you so far. It's if you ask any professional player that's in the league right now, they'll all tell you the same thing. You got to play more than everybody else. That's it. You got to play more than everybody else. So my number one thing is, Hey, just play the game. And play it more than, than the people you're competing against. And that'll put you at a higher advantage. And then obviously you go to little things like, you know, you really become a student of the game. Know what yeah, know, and review and yeah, like know that. what your know what your role is, know what you you know, know know exactly what you provide for the team. How can you make the team better? You know, you know, being a good teammate. Uh, but yeah. yeah, number one would be just play the game more than everybody else. Right. You know what I mean, and another thing too is and I, and I tell this to a lot of young kids, a lot of young guys who, who uh, DM me asking for advice. Um, I always tell them, like, in order for you to put yourself in that position to be playing the game all the time as much as possible, you got to make sure that your outside life is in order, yeah. right? Most of these guys, don't get it twisted, most of these top AMs live with their parents, right? They're yeah. 19, 20, 21. They're living with their parents, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you got parents that, that are going to support your dream, whew, you're, I hats off to you, right? You, you're, you're ahead of a lot of, a lot of people are just off the bat, but make sure the things that you're doing, that make sure to put yourself in front of the game as much as possible. Make sure your outside world is in order. Don't be an asshole son and, and not do what you're supposed to do outside, outside of the game with your parents Doing chores. Uh, yeah, take you know. the trash out and mow exactly, your lawn. Exactly. Wash the, damn, wash the damn dishes. Grades, yeah. school, all that. Grades, exactly. If you're in high school, whatever. If you're in high school and you, and you got D's and F's, if I'm your dad or your mom, the last place I want to see you is in front of that game. If, that, you, if, you, if you're failing gym, 
I will smack the shit out of you for playing that damn game. That actually brings me to some personal experience. So I grew up in the Counter-Strike scene, 1.5, 1.6. I used to play on LAN. And I I built a computer specifically for Counter-Strike. My freshman year, I played that game so much, I started slacking in school. And the moment I started slacking in school... I, that, I would attribute that to one of the main reasons why I didn't take off in esports when I was younger, and then what a part of the reason why I joined the army is because my stepdad, my mom, they sold my computer one day. I came home, I didn't have a computer. They were like, "You're, you're, you, you can't do this anymore. You're gonna get good grades, and you're gonna figure something else out." And then, I, you know, I started playing football and stuff like that, and I t- kind of turned my life around. But yeah. I completely agree with you. If I would have just gotten good grades and proved to them, like, hey. This is just what I want to do in my free time. This is my passion. They would have supported me 100%. Exactly. And at the end of the day, they're your parents. They love yeah. you. They want to see you happy, right? Mm-hmm. They want to see you doing something that you want to do. But if you're, if you're, when you're living under someone's roof, you got to make sure that you're doing everything possible to make them not want to take you off that game, right? Yeah. If, if, I, if I come home from school and I'm getting Ds and Fs and then I don't wash the dishes, I don't take the garbage out, would you blame your parents for not wanting to see you on a fucking video? No, no, I wouldn't like, and I come back. You, you got to take care of your responsibilities outside of the game to make sure that you can spend all your free time in the game, in the game. Cause your parents, they'll let, if, if they're normal people, which most of our parents are, if they're normal people. They're going to want you to do what you want to do. As long as you're doing what they wanted you to do. As long as you're taking good, you know, as long as you're taking care of your chores or make sure your schoolwork is, why would, if I was a parent and my kid does, does everything at home that I want him to do, goes to school, is a good student, does everything he's supposed to do. Why, why would I get mad at him? Like that makes no sense. Um, He's a good kid. Have you ever put, have you ever put one of your players in check? Like, yo. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Hell yeah. I've, I've done it to, uh, it goes to, um, um, What's his name? Uh, to Mac Melt, who is a professional player right now. Um, I remember um, talking to his dad about, you know, he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, Max, he's he's a he's a good kid, but sometimes, you know, he just it's hard to get him off the game, blah blah blah. And and, and I remember telling his dad, I'm like, you know, he's got he he's got potential to be. Yeah, he's got natural talent. Yeah, he's got he's got potential to be a girl, <laughs> like one of the best players in the world. And I remember, and after that, we won that. I remember talking with with Mac and telling him, hey, bro. Listen, I talked, I was with your dad. He was so happy. I, I spent time with his dad the entire weekend because he, his dad finally got to see what he was really invested in, what he really yeah, wanted what to he's be, right? passionate about. Exactly. I'm like, bro, your dad is, your dad is like 90% behind you. That 10% will, you'll easily get that 10% is if you just do the shit you got to do at home. I can yeah. promise you, your dad will drive you wherever. Like he's, he's almost all the way fully in there. You just got to, you just got to do the shit you got to do. Yeah, and he right. thanked me. He thanked me for saying that. And, you know, he did. He did. He, he, his dad got 100% behind him. And, you know, he's in the pro league now. Look at um, where he's at, man. Exactly. I, I, other players that I've had that, you know, I've had to talk to their moms. Uh, players that are substitutes for, you know, professional teams right now. Yeah. I had to talk to their moms and convince their moms and then convince their moms to let them come to the tournament. But at the same time, I would. I'd get his ass to the tournament and I'd sit down and be like, bro, this, this is why your mom doesn't want you to come. Yeah. You're being a, you're being a shitty person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, 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 I've had to do that 
multiple times. And out of the multiple times, I've probably done it like six times or no, five times, five times out of that, three of them listened and the other two, they didn't listen. Those three are professional players making a living off this. The other two, and this is dead honest truth. The other two, I think one of them still competes and the other one stopped competing. Yeah. And those other two that were just as good as the guys who are in the pro league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just didn't uh, have their ducks in a row. They didn't understand it. You know what I mean? They don't understand what they thought in their head that, ah, you know what you're talking about. I'm going to keep doing me. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. So important to keep your, 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 your stuff in order outside of the game so that when it comes to the game, there's no, you're not second guessing anything. Yeah. You're all involved. You know, everything's outside of the game is situated and you, you can, can put fully all your focus. energy. Exactly. Yeah, you can, you can, exactly. you can tee up. Exactly. These are gems for all you AM players watching this right now. Make sure you're taking notes. Exactly. And it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's not your parents love you at the end of the day. They love you. They want to see you happy. The very least you could do is make them happy. Yeah. You owe and them in, that. In, in return, they'll let you play a, a goddamn video game for eight hours. You know what I mean? Right take a shower at least you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> do some air squats or some yeah. push-ups yeah exactly uh kind of pivoted like just going off that am player um topic another question i had is uh in those players that some of them like you identified and whatever um aside from just like raw talent and raw gun skill what are some of like the intangible things that are consistent across all players that you see make pro like what are some of the things that they have or they possess or that they do that give them that potential to go pro? Um, probably the confidence in, in themselves as far as like, and I don't want to sound weird, but right now I feel like this generation of COD players, it's almost like, like their confidence in game doesn't match their confidence as just people, as normal people, right? You know, depression is a big thing in today's society, right? Um, it's an unfortunate that it is, but kind of make the, the people that I've seen that have came, have, have been a part that I've been a part of and helped. They all have the, the, the confidence in themselves that they just truly believe that they're going to, you can call it cocky or whatever. They truly believe that they're good enough to, 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 to play in the next level. Right. Um, so just overall, just being confident in your ability, right? Um, and it comes, you know, it comes back to just put it, if you, if you know, you put the time in, you should be a hundred percent confident in, in your ability to, to, to compete at that highest level. Um, so, so that just being pure confidence, having that confidence at all times, even when your team's losing, having that good confidence. Um, and number two would probably, would probably be being, just being a good teammate. Um, you know, a lot of it's in, especially in the amp scene, it's like roster mini all the time, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, man, we I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 understand this: those the people who initiate those roster manias, they've been in the amp scene for a very long time, and they don't understand that the reason why they're still in the amp scene is because the people who who call the shots, they're looking at you when they see you easily give up on a team after one event. How do I know you're not you're not going to give up on my team? When yeah. I bring you up here, you know, what right. I mean? how, how, how can I trust you? So being just a good teammate overall, uh, as far as like being a good teammate, uh, 
truly believing in the team you're with, you're, 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 you're playing with. Um, a lot, lot of these players use teams as like a stepping stone, which and at the end of the day, your overall goal is to become a professional player, being the league. But you got to kind of have to put your trust in your team to be able to get you there. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a weird balance you got to do of like being selfish, but still being a team player. I mean, look at what look at what Paul did when he, you know, he decided to stick with Western and not give that two week uh, contract a try. Exactly. You know, and you, you got to have that type of mindset of like these guys, we need to we need to we need to be as good a team as possible. I got to put my trust. I got to put my everything. I got to put my everything into these guys because they're going to help me get yeah. to where I want to get. Right. And so, yeah, so, so really those two things, being confident in yourself and your gameplay and just being a good, uh, be a good teammate overall. Cause from, from, from the, the experience I've had when I've had, you know, probably around uh, five, five or six of the uh, orgs, the CDO orgs that I've consulted with a little bit. The first thing they ask, how is he, how is he a good teammate? That's the first thing they ask. They don't ask, yeah. could he shoot back? They, no, no, no. Is he a good teammate? You know what I mean. So yeah, it's I mean, huge. Yeah, raw raw gun skills a dime a dozen. Like every, every it's like Stumpin said it. Like everyone knows how to shoot the gun. Everyone knows how to shoot. But every, it's every, those, I'm, hey, yeah. I'm 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 in my I'm in my early thirties, and every now and then I'll shit on somebody just off a of oh, gun yeah. skill. I popped but in your I popped in your stream the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before leading up to this, and I was like, damn, he still got that shot. Yeah, exactly. So everyone has it. But it's just like there's other. Yeah, intent, I'm like, gonna, intent. I'm gonna. Speaking of that, man, I'm gonna need some clips from you because I, I want to put together like an old guys can fry video. Oh yeah, yeah I think nice. that would be pretty sick, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, so those two things, confidence and just be a good teammate. Right on. Those those will take you so much farther than just than just you you simply relying on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and kind of backing off that. Um, we all know the struggles that the AM scene is having right now with the online format, with the anti-cheat situation, with PC and everything. Aside from those main problems that the AM scene is faced with right now, what what is uh what does the AM scene lack right now in your opinion, or what does it need to uh, make the experience better for these players and kind of more emulate that like farm team or um up and coming scouting grounds, proving grounds that, you know, the COD league is going to want one day. I think once, once every organization, once every CDL team fully commits on having an Academy team, once that happens, that'll be kind of like, it'll, it'll be kind of a, a one. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a more of achievable step for a, for a player. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, you have a couple of teams that have, they have academy teams, but a lot of times they don't even acknowledge them, right? It's like, whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Toronto had an academy team, and they wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't even acknowledge their mm-hmm. academy team. Like, it's just it's a weird thing. But I think once, once every CDL team has an academy team and actually has, like, you know, an actual, like, actually backing them up, now, not even talking about financially, just, Straight up, like supporting them, whether it be you know, hey, our academy team's playing in the quarterfinals, go check them out, or you know, or or a player player you know insights on on this academy player. It'll it'll be it'll just be one step one step that uh, that every player that's in, involved in the scene 
can actually like it's an achievable goal. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, there's hundreds of thousands of of players competing in this, right? Right. So it's like if you're a, if you're a nobody, if you're a, if you're a guy that you know doesn't even get T sixty four. For you to say, hey, I'm going to be a pro next year, that's like, huh, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to give them more of – it's just like NBA. In the NBA, hey, you know, cosplayer, okay, well, you know, you can play AAU. You know, you can go do that. and Or you can maybe get, you know, on a good AAU team, and then that will kind of get eyes on you, right? So I think, yeah, just, just the <clears throat> CDL really – or the CDL teams really getting involved with the academy teams and really making that an actual step for – and players to actually achieve um, that. And then, um, and that's for players orgs. It's a whole different, it's a whole different mess with orgs. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to or am orgs, a part of the, a part of the, uh, you know, the major scene, it's like, oof, it, it's a tough one. I've tried to dissect that one. I've tried to give <laughs> you know advice to people, but at the end of the day, man, it's like, you got you to gotta just love being a part of the AM scene to actually want to be a part of it. Yeah. You can't, you can't, if you're an org, you can't be doing that as your main way to make money because it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to be around very long. I promise you that. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're an amateur org and you're involved in COD, be involved in COD because you actually love COD and you actually want to help players or mm-hmm. you just want to be a part of it, right? There's nothing wrong yeah. with just want to be a part of it. Um, and then you can go make your money in different. There, there's other esports out there that you can make money in. There are, you know what I mean. It's just unfortunately there was orgs that came into the amateur scene that did things that the orgs that are a part of the scene now have to like kind of honor, even though they they weren't right. Like like salaries. Like I was I was in the scene when there wasn't salary. When when amateur players weren't getting salary, I was in the scene when when full funding meant your plane ticket and your hotel that was and your in your team pass that was if you if the only teams that got that were like the top four teams yeah, yeah. funny was huge mm-hmm. now it's just like you got teams who don't even get t freaking 130 and they they want full funding and a salary it's like well first of all we don't go to land so why are you saying full funding i don't yeah. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but it's just and there were orgs that came into the scene and kind of started paying random teams salaries, teams that weren't even, you know, at, at the top level. And then now, now it's to where it's now where it's like, if you want to, if you want a, a, a team that places top 20, you got to pay them a salary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. for, for orgs, I just don't see until, until I, I really don't have an answer for the orgs because it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. There needs to be a little more structure put in place. And I think that starts with, like you said, the top teams in the league actually putting some time and money into the amateur scene before uh, orgs can actually thrive, I guess, within it. Yeah, for, for orgs, I would like to see like the what is it? The, the, doesn't Overwatch do like a, a, a like a tier thing with like the or with like smaller? I think they do like I don't know if you guys know much about Overwatch, but they do like a, from what I was told, they do like a, a a tier like you start off at this tier if you're an org and you have a team. Start off at this tier, then you do like a, a championship, and then you get you get promoted to the next tier, and then it's kind of like a ladder. Yeah, exactly. They do something like that. Um, that would be nice to see. You know, the you know the the CDL do that, but you know it is right now. Right now, as far as like the amateur scene, I get the CDL is really not too. You know, they're giving us little breadcrumbs here and there, yeah. but you know, with COVID and stuff, 
they're they they're, they're they're figuring ways to be able to make their money back as fast as possible. Yeah. So oh, yeah. until until all that flattens <laughs> out, you know, I don't know. At the very least, figure out something for next year for for you know the whole PC hacking thing. You know what I mean? At the very least. Yeah. yeah. All one right. Of the ways. Oh, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Jim. Go ahead. So one of the things that I competed in when I was younger was the Cyber Athlete League, the Cyber Athletic League online. And for orgs, for example, like you, you, you make a team, you make an org, you enter, you're in the open division. Yeah. Then you're in, in intermediate, and then you go to main, and then you go to premier, and then you go to invite. And invite and premier was like semi-pro and pro. You know, because if you made it into invite and premier, you were getting invited to those land events that those pros were playing at. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be yeah, cool. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. To see in the COD scene. All right. Wrapping up here, we just have the Q&A segment. This is where we have some people who uh, hit you up on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter uh, with some questions for you. Uh, They'll be shot up on the screen when this video goes live, but for now, I'm just going to read them to you. So from Jordan Thompson, Jordan Thompson asks, can you truly make it in the COD scene by just grinding the game and being good? It seems like there's always an inner circle to all of it. How much is going from am to pro just about just blind luck and who or who you're friends with? Um, that comes back to the whole being a good teammate thing. In the, in the COD scene, there really there really are like little clicks and shit, right? Like little like clicks in, in one month click. It's weird, but overall, a lot of those guys they're close because they've been they've been a part of this you know since way back when and. They're, they've been playing together for however how many years, um, but overall it comes it comes back to just being a good teammate, right? Um, if if you got if you're if you got a nasty gunny, if if you're just nasty like he, like he said, you can get yourself in a position where there's there's you know some someone it, it, it might it might not be one of the top teams, but if you're at the low tier of the amateur scene, there might be someone in mid tier. Who, hey, I like your vibes. I like, you know what I mean? And it's not the top tier, but it's the mid tier. It's higher tier than what you were at. Um, might dislike the way you play or might like your vibes. And, hey, you're a good team and we play eights or whatever. Um, and, and take the chance on you. And then once you get to that mid tier, you can. that's where you kind of, you know, make your bones and kind of start working your way up. But, yeah, you definitely can. And it, it, the quickest way, in my opinion, is being a good teammate. Because that tra- that'll that'll get around the, the you know around everybody. People will hear that. And net- networking, right? Yeah, exactly. Networking. Uh, it's being a good teammate, bro. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. That, that's yeah. the base of it. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So you heard that. Uh, last question from uh, Jenny Cod. Does your org compete in any games outside of Cod? If yes, what games? If no. What games could you cons- would you consider in the future? Um, I think, in my opinion, you, you have to. I don't play video games, bro. To be honest, I play one game. Yeah, you I, fell I, in love I, with COD. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> I play Madden, I guess, but I know nothing about Madden as far as esports. But um, no, uh, I would say I was thinking about maybe a, a Warzone player, and that's really the. As for, I, I, you know, Fortnite and stuff, it's just, it's not my thing. I'm yeah. going to be honest. You got to have just, passion I, for it. Exactly. You, I, in, in my opinion, if you're an org, 
you shouldn't be involved in esport unless you you have genuine passion for it. Um, I don't I don't think you'll succeed if you're if you're in it just for a quick buck or to flip money. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the only thing I could see myself is Warzone and may, maybe down the line being a part of the 2K community because NBA 2K was kind of the 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 first competitive game that I've ever played. So, but right now just just cod man i'm I'm all cod right now hyper focused i like that all right Saul. well i appreciate you coming on uh (laughs) short notice as well i appreciate you coming on uh we have a lot of people in our community like i said that's gonna get a lot out of this podcast a lot of people in the am community i myself got a lot of knowledge from you today so i just want to say thank you uh we're gonna have all your socials up on the screen um any any anything else you want to shout out or where where the people can find you uh well yeah i'm on twitch garza beats 3kg twitter garza beats instagram garza beats um but i, I want to thank you guys uh for having me on I, I like what you guys are doing and uh you know content content is king right now especially because we're all locked in our houses so keep keep on with this with this type of stuff uh the the more you can give to the community the more you'll get back from the community I've all, I've learned I learned that a long time ago, and you guys keep keep doing these podcasts, bring people on who you know who people want to see, but also who they can learn from. Because at the end of the day, we're all we're all in this to to we all love the esports esports in general. And we want to get it as big as possible. So yeah. thank you for, thank you to you guys for doing the, this type of podcast, and you know giving you know these young these young people you know another another avenue to learn something or you know to get more information that they. You know, hey, I get I have a lot of unanswered DMs, so I hope that whoever watches this kid, you know, if you're one of those people, I hope I you know answered some of that stuff. But thank you, thanks to you guys for give, having another platform for people like me and other people to be able to give our message out to uh, aspiring players, orgs, org owners, and all that. I appreciate think, that. Yep, for sure. And that, and again, that was our goal as well. Is uh, like you said, give back to the community, and uh, at the end of the day, we're all one kind of weird functioning family exactly, <laughs> trying exactly. to get trying to make it all together exactly the ball of misfits driving a boat man yeah <laughs> exactly yeah any last words jim uh i got nothing man this is this is one of actually one of my favorite podcasts me personally you know i just because being i started this journey last year with with storm here and uh it was sort of like a side passion project and at the end of the day you know, kind of just stemming, stemming for my care, my, like the tender love and care I have for, for soldiers coming into the army is what I see. There's a disconnect right now between guys that have kind of like our expertise and our mindset, you know, you and and myself, it's like, we can provide that to these kids. And I just hope that one, you know, one day, like no matter what, like, you know, you said your boy Mac melts or whatever, just looks back and like, it's just like, yo, like that dude right there made a difference like, me and made a difference in my life and i just i hope to have that same kind of impact on on these kids man yeah, so ha- an inspiration that, yeah. for myself have that mindset bro and you will trust me all right with that thank you all for tuning in make sure you like comment subscribe share this make sure you go hit up saul with a follow on all of his mm-hmm. socials they're going to be listed below and uh we'll see you next time signing out Peace. Best, guys. <laughs>